Welcome to the Student Entrepreneurs in Dentistry Podcast, where you get to learn the foundational principles, concepts, and strategies of business and dentistry. Enjoy the episode. What is going on? My name is Christian Hart and I am your host. Flashback episode Wisdom in Thirds. Coming up, we have Dr. Mark Costas, host of the Dentalpreneur podcast. And in that episode, we talked about how having effective systems in a practice or really not having them at all can be a huge influence on practice success. After that, we have Dr. David Maloli, host of the Relentless Dentist podcast. And during that episode, we talked about how to reach peak performance by setting goals and staying relentless towards those goals. And lastly, we have Dr. Uday Rebai, oral surgeon and multiple practice owner in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. And with Dr. Rebai, we talked about the impact of dental implants, cutting edge technology, artificial intelligence even, uh, and uh, all the impact that that's having on the dental industry. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. The first day of dental school, here's the thing. Figure out how it is that you learn. Now, by the time most of you guys get into dental school, you are accomplished students, and I don't have to probably give this advice, but I walked into dental school not knowing how to learn, right? So listening to Tony Robbins, I'm like, okay, I want to model success, so I'm going to get myself around all the smartest people in my dental class. So I, I approached all the smartest people in my dental class and I'm like, Hey man, Hey, can I be your study partner or can I be in your study group? And everybody was like, yeah, cool, man. That's good. And I fell flat on my face because the smartest people in our class that I had identified as the smartest people in our class were people with photographic memories and they didn't learn the same way that I did. So I would, I would adopt their study methods, which was, you know, two hours, the, 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 the night before a biochemistry test and I'd fail the damn test because that's not how I think. And I didn't have the same background as they had. And that's not, that's not how I learn. So I would first, it, my first day of dental school, I would figure out how is it that I learn? Do I need to um, surround myself with people that have, you know, um, photographic memories? Or do I have to surround myself with people that have to really kind of go over stuff out loud and, um, uh, take mock tests and and um, whatever that happens to be. Figure out how it is that you learn and um, surround yourself with those people. And try not to be an island in dental school, for goodness sakes. Um, I think a lot of alphas have a tendency to, to, to kind of isolate themselves and try to do it by themselves because it worked well up to this point. But um, community-based learning, I guess, I, I guess would be um, something that I would recommend to anybody. I would immerse myself on the first day of uh, early part of my dental school career, because believe it or not, there's going to be a lot of time when you're sitting down at a lab bench, carving teeth and doing lab work. I would figure out a way to, to get as much audio information about business and even clinical stuff so that you can listen to stuff while you're doing lab work. You can listen to podcasts. You can indoctrinate yourself into this whole other world that you know nothing about, which is clinical dentistry and you know, the business of dentistry. That's what I would do in the early part of my career. And I wish I would have done that. I was learning general business, which helped a lot. But this whole world of audio and free content out there, I would immerse myself in that. Uh, The middle part of dental school 
this is when we're starting to get and put our hands on patients and um, starting to um, really figure out what it is that we like clinically. Once that, once you figure that out, or even before you figure that out, I would expose myself to as much clinical stuff as possible. If that would be volunteering at local um, private practice offices or picking the brains of specialists or whatever that happens to be, decide what it is that you're going to kind of focus on clinically. I talk about, you know, picking three things. Um, my clinical stack is what I call it. Three things that you're going to hang your hat on. And I would say the three things, if you're going to be a general dentist, that you have to master um, in order to be relevant in the world of private practice and general dentistry, you have to be able to do molar root canal. You have to be able to do surgical extractions. And you have to be able to place at least simple implants. If you could focus on that clinical stack, even while you're still in dental school and go to take advantage of a lot of the 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 cheap or free continuing education events that are offered to students. That's what I would do um, halfway through dental school, and then by the third by the third stage, which is the day after graduation, I would talk to as many people as possible, whether they're influencers or key opinion leaders or other just general dentists out there. Pick their brains about the differences between corporate and private practice and multiple practice ownership. Um, whether or not you, you know, by this point you'll have decided if you're going to try for like a military scholarship or work for somebody else. But, um, as you are getting out into the real world, you're not going to know everything you need to know about business or clinical. So get a business mentor, get a clinical mentor and, um, and lean on them heavily during the, the first transitionary years out into the real world. Man, that's a really good question. Um, as you start dental school, um, God, I have to go back to clarity. I think uh, I think you need to have a general vision of what where you want your your career to go. Um, certainly, there were people who knew that they wanted to specialize, and I did not. And so, my goal was just to kind of um, jump through the hoops and stay anonymous. And I think I made my life a lot easier because. Um, Every day after after dental school, I went to Gold's Gym and people were like, how do you have time to do that? It's because it was important to me. And so I always made sure that I that I, you know, took time to go to Husker football games and go to the gym. And um, I was dating my wife, uh, my current wife at the time. And so we always had time. And it's making sure that you don't put your life on hold for four years in pursuit of something that's that's unnecessary, meaning like sometimes a B is good enough, unless of course that you need to get into a specialty. But if you have that clarity, then you got, you, you got to play another game. Um, third year, um, kind of to bridge the space between first year and third year, I would say, make sure that you understand what you learn in dental school isn't, um, isn't always the way that you're going to do it. And there's some things that they just don't have time to teach you in dental school because they're preparing you for boards and licensure. And that goes back to um, leadership and business. If you have any desire whatsoever to own your own practice or, or, or preserve that autonomy of your profession and make decisions, I would always expose yourself to a small diet of business and leadership. Um, for me, that looked like dental economics and and ever, occasionally I would pick up a book. Um, now it's a lot easier because things are distilled down into audio books. And I, I would consider it more of a passive learning because the, the, your active learning needs to go into passing tests. But 
you know, you've got 20 or 30 minutes a day, just pop a book in, whether it be good to great or, or, um, 21 laws of irrefutable laws of leadership. Um, it's just getting that muscle starting condition, strength and conditioning so that you're ready, um, will go a long way. It's just a little deposits there. Third year, I think you need to start having really clarity of what the next steps are. I would start connecting to, potential mentors on the outside and seeing like, what really do I want to do here? What's the next move? If you're not already committed, like I was to the military, um, a strong strategy here. I know a lot of people are rushing off and just getting a job to pay down debt. And um, I understand why, like the debt load that people are carrying now is just crazy. But um, there's also ways to, to get out of debt faster by going deeper in debt. And that's through practice ownership. So it's making sure that that, that vision starts to become clearer and aligns with your life goals and your personality. Some people have no business running a dental practice and understanding that is fine too. Um, if you want to be a employee dentist or, or a, a minority partner dentist, there's always opportunities for that. Um, as you graduate, um, my word of advice is that um, you just got a golden ticket and what you do with that golden ticket, um, is up to you. There's too many people in the profession that are talking doom and gloom. Don't listen to them because there's a whole other body of people that I hang out with in dentistry that like can't choose from all the great opportunities that are available to them. And a lot of that is the psychology that I was speaking of, making sure that you've got your mind right and that you're looking for those opportunities, that you're gaining competitive advantage. And then that's when you start kind of engineering your life because a misstep straight out of school um, can can make things really hard to, to pivot back and get back on the right track. So again, that whole, all of that goes back to to kind of the first two pillars of, of high performance is clarity and energy. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Don't let the racehorse get tired. Don't let it get burnt out. Make sure that, um, that you're able to engage at a high level. And sometimes that means a little extra sleep when you, when you feel like it's, it's worth cramming for an hour or two and going in with a clear head. Um, but developing that vision is a constant process. Again, I'm 43 and, the way I look at life is much different than even a few years ago, and I'm sure it'll be the same at 46. But um, just engaging in the journey, enjoying the process, not wishing away time is something that I had a bad habit of doing. I was waiting till I got through dental school, through residency is is a thread that that I think um, can be avoided. Um, and and cherishing the relationships of that whole journey, because some of those people that you sit across in histology class or anatomy class or um, pros lab or whatever it may be will be your lifelong friends. And when you end up in a bad spot, um, they'll be the person that you need to, you know, a shoulder to cry on or a helping hand, or maybe it's a $10,000 loan. I don't know what that looks like, but just don't take any of those things for granted because I think the stronger foundation you have with the relationships and networking, like we talked about before, will serve you well later in your career. So, I think stage one, what I would say is, you know, and you guys have gone through this, uh, for anyone starting dental school, say, don't shit your pants. Be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. all that, you know, because you're not, you're not ready for it, right? You're like, oh my God, I'm, I can't do 50 courses in lab work. I'm going to fail out. Yeah. Like, you don't want me to do what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then after I'm finished this exam, I'm supposed to do something else and, um, so I think first stage, don't shit your pants. 
stage two, you know, that first patient that you touch, just say, wow, I'm, I'm really lucky. And don't question yourself. You will get better. I mean, I remember trying to do profi and that stupid cup is spinning like 5,000 pounds an hour, <laughs> burning the tooth. And like, how's that rheostat? How do they work it so it just spins perfect? That lines yeah. out of it. On and so you, you not, not to fear that. And for you guys, I would say, listen, you guys are the rock stars. You know, I'm a dinosaur. My, my generation beyond are dinosaurs. And it's, it's our responsibility to guide you and make you guys the rock stars that you are. If we're not, move forward. You know, there's many other great dentists out there and mentors that will show you your true potential. And I think for dentistry, you guys are really in that unbelievable uh, spot where you will – I can't even imagine what you guys will be doing. You know, in, in 10 years, I'll be sitting back and saying, wow, I wish I was graduating with these guys. Um, so uh, to me, I'm proud of you guys. You guys have gone through this rough, rough time, and it's just going to be awesome. You know, enjoy the next 40 years of your lives. 